obligatory Spanish. Welcome back to HR Talk with Ricky Baez and JC. Enjoy the show! Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. This is the 300th episode of HR Talk. Human resource talking, one of the more boring topics in the world. But we've found a way to make it fun. All because Ricky Baez likes to drink. You know, I'm JC. I'm uh, the co-host of the program Helping usher this ship back into port every week. It's my pleasure to be back here. And ladies and gentlemen, on this special 300th episode, just real quick, please welcome Ricky Baez. Hello from the Space Force capital of the world. Yes, that's right. Hey, uh, look, before you get going, because I know you're soapbox, it gets real high and you just, you know, so before you get going, we have the guy that helped create this entire thing. The godfather of all human resources. The true man, the true myth, the guy who gives better life advice than than most friends, family members you have. Like if if you are a church goer, the advisement you'll get there spiritually is equal to what this guy gives you like socially, emotionally, and and, and the common sense he brings to the world. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, please welcome the guy on the cover, all right? The face of the franchise. Gentlemen, good to be back. It's been I a minute. Who's that took my job with the intro? Yeah, I... Uh, oh, wait a, wait I'm, a minute. I'm sorry about I'm that. I'm sorry. That's little Jimmy. I love little Jimmy. <laughs> he does such a great job. How you guys doing, man? Doing good. It's been it's been too long. I I mean, it, in the real world, it's not been too long. In the real world, had that beautiful opportunity to spend time with you and your family uh, the, before the Space Coast HR conference. Uh, I got my first Florida sunburn for the year with you. Um, uh, cr- you, you know, with the dome exposed. I uh, I I ate good food. I I enjoyed your shower. Like we we had great times together. Yeah, it was a good time, man. We should do it more often. There's no doubt. The shower part. No, no, no. Being okay. neighbors. Being neighbors. I want to be oh. the neighbors of the face, man. Well, yeah. the house next door is going up on the market tomorrow. So Yeah, probably for $750,000. Or for more than it's worth. There's no doubt. <laughs> but, I mean, look but, at the kind of neighbors you would have, JC. Not only would you be by the beach, not only would you not be too far away from the headquarters of Space Coast. Not Space Coast. Not just Space Coast. The Space Force. But you'll be by the water. You'd be by the face. Dude, you be in Florida. You can yeah, never go wrong. Like, where like me and my smoking hot wife and my cool-ass son. That is true. That is an incentive in itself. So $700,000 is a steal for you to move to that part Wait of the I know what kind of money you make, Jim. Not much. Spend it. <laughs> Spend it. I, I, I really don't make much. And you and I both know this podcast doesn't pay shit. You know? We've learned that. <laughs> That's one reason I hadn't been back. That, that contract. Damn. <laughs> Jeez, face. That contract was null and void. I don't know. I guess before we started. Pretty much. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. But you know what, though? You know, you know that when the mics are off, the cameras are off, that we do spend some quality time together. Oh, that, that is 
Maybe not the showers, but we do spend some quality time together. It's the best times I have, literally. I mean, it's I enjoy living here. is great. Like I love it. But my time with my boys, you, Captain Dave, Rob, JC, when they make it down, it's um, you know, Rolando, everybody yeah. I've met the guy. It's just good. It's like you live together, really. You don't miss any time. You don't see each other for three months, two months, one month, or a year in JC's case. There's no time passed. It's just like nothing ever happened. So, so let me ask you this, uh, Face. So you are you you hail from the mountains of North Carolina, right? And you've you, you've well, been, uh, North Carolina, but not mountains. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. North Carolina. Got it. I got a drove um, there. Oh, you. You grew up there, and you moved yeah. down here. What about five years ago, six years ago? Um, uh, this, this, this March, this beginning of March was four years. Four years, and four years. I remember, and hopefully I can share this story. I remember when you first called me, um, and you asked me for HR advice because you you was asking me um, that it, it, it's you are you have an opportunity for the current organization you're working for, and that. You have an opportunity to transfer down here. And I'm like, oh, my God, dude, you're going to come down here. We're going to be neighbors. That's going to be awesome. And you asked me for some advice. I gave you some advice and you've implemented that advice. And then I think three days later, you gave me a call and it's you. You started the call just like this. Hey, man, just got a really good phone call. Wanted to let you know that I'm butt naked on top of my bed with a beer and the fans on. And I got the transfer. And I'm like, <laughs> that is absolutely- yeah, it happened really quick, dude. I mean, I, I put in transfer papers and really um, it was really ur- early in the merger. So I was expecting a phone call back or, or corporate email. Hey, it's a little early in the, in the game for transfers. Yeah. But instead it was, uh, we need some senior guys down here. How serious are you? Mm. And literally from that phone call to the day I drove down here was like three and a half weeks. Oof, look at that. <laughs> and so um, thank God for good family and good friends back up there because they helped my wife pack the house, get everything done. Her and my son were about five weeks behind me. Mm. And um, I got good family down here, so I was able to just find a place to stay really quick. Yeah. And I was at work within four days of being here and it's not slowed down since. And it's been so easy. Like transition has been unbelievable. One, it helps to know people in the area and two, have people within driving distance you can count on. So there was no concern about anything really. I mean, it's, it was really simple. Um, I had you and Rob was here. George was here. Uh, and then, and my wife's family on this coast, so it was, it was like the transition was seamless. So it was, um, it's pretty good to go, man. It was, uh, I look back, you know, it's, it's been awesome. And, uh, and now, hell, I see Jim now more than I do them because he's doing <laughs> stuff here. <laughs> but he's got, look, but he's got obligations. He comes down for, for work and, and whatnot. So. We take advantage of it every time we can. So, Man, it's, I, uh, you know, I I can't thank you enough for the opportunity to like get to uh, 
get to like really experience the area though too man like having that chance to go around and check out the different businesses and like take that ride well, through see, the center of town Orlando, there's so much Orlando, growth yeah you see orlando through ricky and the city and stuff like that and then it's a different world over here i mean it's 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 55 minutes away but it's totally different and so it's relaxing over here but when i want to go to Disney or wherever, go to Orlando and, and, and live the, the city life. All I got to do is make a phone call. That's right. I want to ask you and, about this uh, real quick, though, Faze, because um, there's a lot of people like up here in New York. We we actually lost seats in in the uh, in the house and whatnot because so many people moved away. Right, like uh, our governor is is one of the biggest proponents of getting people out of New York State due to due to his clampdowns. Right. I mean, well, you're good. shit. So. Yes, he is. <laughs> Yes, he um, is. I'd have done what he'd have done. I'd have been fired months ago. <laughs> uh, but, quite true. Um, but but I, I, about reason, Florida, about Florida, where you're at though right now with the growth, with the amount of people coming down, with the jobs, with the look. We don't want to talk about exactly what you do every day, but you get to see a lot of people. You get to see a lot of the area. Is is that day, surge real? Every day I see somebody new. Yeah. Every day. There's so many, and I'm not talking about small business. I'm talking about corporations hiring just in Brevard County where I live. Um, Mm. You have a a lot of companies here that have government contracts. So you're still, you can keep your federal employment ID. Um, We have different companies that manufacture shit for for the government as far as well i mean look at it this way you got elon musk is down here making a mint launching rockets left and right mm-hmm. in your backyard literally it like literally i watch him on my backyard <laughs> yeah. so um but the majority of the money he makes is off government contract he takes all that money and launches his shit into space you know because he wants to have this global uh, internet network, which is great. It's not going to people. If you're listening, it's not going to be free. <laughs> all right. So all right. The, take that out of your mind. He's going to load this. He wants to load this global internet network where you have access wherever you go, wherever you go. But it it's not coming at a zero cost. Are people expecting that for real? Like um, it, you would be, you'd be amazed at the people that think that Elon is just now. Granted. He's brilliant, but he's nuts. But he don't give shit away. Well, those two things do go hand in hand. <laughs> but those so. people, there are people out there that think that in, in a matter of the next three to five years when he gets it launched, that it'll just be free to everybody. You know who's going to be giving away a lot of free stuff? That's Bill Gates. He's going to liquidate before uh, his ex-wife takes it all, I think, right? Holy smokes. I digress. No, bad joke. I, bad actually joke. Think that this is, I think this was about as uh, actable as it could be. And she's more in the philanthropy part than she is the business part. So if she gets half of the bill and whatever her name foundation is. Melinda. It's not <laughs> like not like she's eating ham sandwiches tomorrow for lunch. That's true. Very true. So um, if she does, somebody's cutting the crust off. But, <laughs> but uh, Could you, you imagine know. losing half of your wealth and you're still a billionaire? I mean, just okay. just think about that for a second. Hold on, just a minute. Yeah. Bezos 
volunteered half of his money to his ex-wife. Right? But, well, they, they amicably divorced. Got, okay, got it. I got you. Okay. And so half of his money and half of his, actually not half of his stock. He kept mm -hmm. the majority of stock, but he left, she left, and within six months, he's back to being the richest man in the world. Yeah. I mean, this pandemic treated him really good. I order shit off Amazon because I don't need anything off Amazon. Yeah. Tell me about it. Because it's easy. No, I'm just saying because it, it's during this pandemic, I've noticed, even in my household, I get, even before the pandemic, I will come home, I find a random Amazon box, and I'm like, why Why do we order now? I have no why? idea. Why? We, have so much. we got stuff in the garage we haven't opened yet. You know why? It drives me nuts. Why? Because your your wife, when I love her to death, she she wanted it. Yeah, I know. Trust me. Yeah, trust me. <laughs> yeah. She gets up, like my wife says, my wife says, I get up and I go to work every day. I can spend money too. You don't have to spend all of it though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is right, but come on, dude. What just, a, just a portion would be okay. Just a portion. Hey, uh, I, I, I want to change. Uh, I want to change the topic. Shift gears real quick with you here. While we have our time with you, when we think back to when this podcast first started up and. And there was that call that oh, came God. from Ricky Baez to, to use your imagery oh, on the cover hilarious. art. Could you just describe that moment? What happened? It was, it was funny. I think I talked about it on the first time I was on the podcast. Yeah. Um, Ricky called me. He said, hey, dude, how you doing? I said, fine. It was out of blue. And that's how we talked. It's out of blue. So no big deal. We bullshit for 10 or 15 minutes. And, mm -hmm. and he goes, on a serious note. And I'm like, oh, shit. There's not really a serious note. What the hell is what this? talk about here? Mm -hmm. He tried to break out all these legalities and all this other shit. He goes, no, seriously, I have a picture of you from my bachelor party that would actually I would like to use. On some stuff for the podcast. And I'm like, I don't really know what picture it is, but best I remember, I had all my clothes on the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank goodness. Thank goodness. I'm good. I'm good with whatever you want to use. He goes, No, but I need, like, if everything, if anything ever comes up, I need, like, verbal if not written, consent to use your picture. And my thing was, Ricky, you've got worse pictures, I'm sure. <laughs> if you haven't come up with one by now and this is the one, then please, by all means, use that one. Yeah. Now, if there's other ones in question that I can't remember, if I was fully clothed or not, I'm going to need to see those. But, <laughs> but yeah, true. You guys know me. I don't. I don't care. So you know, it, but it was come, coming but it was forward funny. through time, things changed though but was, too. But it was hilarious to me because he's in that he's in that climate, that world that you know you have to be X, Y, and Z, and have your T's dotted and your your eyes crossed. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not. You know, so I don't know any of this stuff. 
you know, I see pictures all the time online and people are getting sued because they use this picture as a model picture, this, that for some other magazine. Look, there's one thing you don't ever have to be me confused with me with is one is a, a model. <laughs> what do you mean? Come on. Yeah, you, you are. Well, well maybe, for, maybe, for, maybe for five, six bad guys. Or Carabas. There's nobody looking for those. Except for you two dumb nuts. I know. I love it. You know, we, no, we had that crazy. opportunity when I first came down there um, after the rebranding. And uh, we had a huge interview that was going on at the time. And well, to be honest with you. Yes. And to be 100% honest with you, until Ricky called me about that picture. I had no idea you guys were doing a podcast. A lot of people didn't. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people did not. And you know what, though, uh, Face, real quick. So that, so when we started doing this, right, JC, JC and I started going through different branding pictures and everything. And actually, out of nowhere, it was like a Saturday night. I was, I was so out of my mind already on Scotch. A random Saturday night, he sees a picture. Scotch was it? Oh. Good- the Belvini, you know that's my go-to. The Belvini, yeah. brother. So anyway, so um, JC just sends me this picture. It just runs like, boom, here it is. And I'm like, holy shit. Yes, this is it. And and, and I'm like, you know what? I, I got to call the face. I got to make sure he's okay with it. Not because for the legal stuff. Honestly, you know who I was afraid of? Mrs. Face. I wanted to make sure she was oh, okay yeah. with it. <laughs> Because I love her to death, and I would hate to do anything as long as, as long as I'm clothed and not embarrassing myself, you know she don't care. But um, is she aware of the <laughs> that episode we did when we talked about when you guys went to that Italian restaurant and we used that as a cover art? She's aware of that, right? Yeah, I think so. Maybe. Okay, got it. Got it. You and the plant. Okay, Nikki. Sure. Oh, she's- no, no, no. She's seen that several times. Okay. Look, if you don't remember. Her uncle made a gift card. Yes, I do. <laughs> right, so that's so the picture we used for the that, Correct. So she saw that uh, for the first time on that gift card. Yeah, because that picture. No. Was taken, yeah, that right. picture was taken previous to her moving down here. And so we moved. When I moved out of his house and we moved into a house, they brought us over a. Like a home, like a housewarming gift, this and that and the other. And so when she opened the card, that's the first thing she freaking saw. And she hadn't even heard the story yet until then. So her uncle told her the story. But with that, with that welcome, like I, I wouldn't even call it a, 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 a like a homewarming gift or housewarming gift because that was a rental house at the time. It was just a welcome to Florida thing. So he brought over that and a bunch of shit and a half a gallon of crown and a half a gallon of apple crown because he knew that she liked the way the apple crown tasted. The problem with it was she knew she would never drink a half a gallon of apple crown. Uh But he knew that I would. Hold on, face. I'm, I'm realizing this for the first time. That where that picture was taken, that was a rental home. No, that was at 
her uncle's house. Got it. Okay. I was going to say the while, family that's there right now was, with that ghost. While <laughs> I was staying with him. Got it. All right. About a month later, we moved next door to the rental home for whatever, 10 months or whatever it was. So we moved in over there. Jenny got over here. Um, he brought us over a basket of shit. And every damn, if you go to Carabas or whatever the damn, I think it was Carabas. <laughs> I think it was Carabas too. Yeah. If you go to Carabas.com, you put anything you want on a damn gift card. Well, you used to. <laughs> Your situation kind of changed that that. now. <laughs> that rule is gone. Yeah, yeah, all thanks but, to you. But no, uh, no, I don't give a shit, man. I mean, you use my face, whatever. You can lose part. Look, my good part. Look, see that? They, they no, no, it, no, it's the other way. It's the other way. Do the other way. That there it is. There it is. Yeah. That's a good part. Yeah. God, oh, God, I wish people could see so, that. So we had that. We had the opportunity after the photo uh, to oh, head down the path of doing some recordings, though, too. If you don't remember welcome this is hr talk jim and ricky here in a1a studios in sunny orlando we got some kind of special guest for you today i have been made aware of she got i don't know jacked up first name it's like co or oh ceo never mind I still don't know who this lady is. That was our <laughs> intro for uh, Jennifer McClure, one of the big HR people coming on the show that day. It was absolutely fantastic, though. Just uh, the, the the aura, just having fun. We locked ourselves in that room. We stayed up till about 2 in the morning. We just, You and I, we just went to town. We had some fun with those. Oh, dude, it, it was great. It was, um, we actually were not planning on recording. And you said... Can you just do like a couple intros, like you know, twenty minutes or whatever? We'll take our beers upstairs, Ricky, while he's out entertaining, whatever it was. And I do think it was like oh, he wasn't uh, face face. He wasn't entertaining. He was having coitus in the other room next door. That's what the sounds were. It was I mean, it was a loud thumping. It was like uh, elephants he, fighting he, bears he, in the woods. He might have been. He might have been. He might have been for that first eight minutes, but he was not. <laughs> He did not, not until 2.30 in the morning. God, so much for this HR show. Because if he was, I would have shook his hands before he washed them. <laughs> God, I miss you, bro. That was pure magic, though. It was pure magic. We, we literally just kind of kept recording, kept going, kept going, having fun with it. It was just fun. I have no idea how many intros were made that night. I will tell you there was several, it felt like 100 beers that we went through because we couldn't quit laughing at some of them. And then some of them were like, well, this is just trash. Was, I don't know how many was done. We, we, we had this whole skit at the time talking about uh, love contracts and how people, when they were in relationships at work, needed to sign the proper papers. Love contract. It was epic. So, I got to take my perspective because later on, because I really was doing something else. I wasn't doing coitus. I was out doing something. I get back and it's, now picture this, folks. I walk into the studio 
and JC is working his computers and working his magic and he's got his DJ equipment and all this recording equipment. And then the face is right across from him with a mic in front of him, light on him. He's sweating, almost like he's being interrogated. And it looked like at first glance, it really looked like I walked into one of those mental institutions and JC oh, yeah. the guy checking people close. in. That <laughs> was damn close. Yeah. <laughs> and you was just so tired, but everything that you said was absolute gold. Oh, hey, girl. Maybe we can uh, hang out. Have a RC Cola to Moon Pie. My place. Dude, it was just gold, man. And I was hammered, so, dude. I know you were. I know you because I had that bottle of uh, was it Don Cool Limon? Because that's when you, I introduced you to Don Cool Limon and that and that passion fruit juice. And you're like, oh my! I God. don't know what it was. I can tell you this: it was delicious, whatever it was. <laughs> and when you started, it was a full bottle, and I got back to you guys, and the whole bottle was all gone. And I'm like, dude, what? Well, that was Jim's fault. <laughs> That was Jim's fault because it was. I would get about I would get about a quarter down, like I'm about I'm about to need a drink, and Jim's like, "All right, let's go take let's go take ten, fix your drink, <laughs> come back up." So I go down, smoke a cigarette, fix your drink, come back up. Because I think that was the time that was you said, I'm was gonna I didn't have fun. It was not fun. I was miserable. Yeah, but and then I looked at you because I'm like, are you supposed to go home? I think so. I'm like, no, you're staying here. No, <laughs> you stay no, I was, I was, I was going to go home. And I'm like, like no, brother, you're not. That night. <laughs> I was not going to go home at two thirty in the morning. Oh, nope, you, you were staying here. And your couch was just broken for some reason because we had just had your party or something. So I slept <laughs> on your crooked ass couch. It was awesome. Oh, God. That's the best part is, like, showing up to this multi-million dollar home with broken furniture. Love it. Because I think Berto and his wife had slept on it the night before. Oh, that's right. And woke them up in, a, in an abrupt manner. And it was either, either Ricky or I jumped on top of Berto and broke the leg off the couch. Speaking of, uh, <laughs> speaking of them on the couch, it reminds me of a cut that you did that we used during one of our sexual harassment programs. But sex. <laughs> but sex. Yes, I'm not certain if they actually had butt sex that night. <laughs> All I know but is, I, but I'm hoping, but I'm hoping they did. In 30 years. <laughs> When students, HR students, go back to the archives and they hear this. How long has this been, dude? It's been, bro. This is the three hundredth episode, and we've still yet to make a damn dime off this thing. (laughs) (laughs) We we make it in friendship. That's right. There's people that have they start podcasts today and make money tomorrow. Yeah, I guess because they're famous. Well, yeah, and and the only one famous here is you, to be honest. Well, let me ask you a question. Yeah. <clears throat> when are we going to be famous? Brother, we are because of you. No, you know, only, times, no. 
I want to be famous, like famous. Dude, every time JC and I go to do a red carpet event, every single time, the first question we get asked is, okay, who's the face? They're like, none of us. <laughs> it's not us. He's not here. Everybody always asks about the face. Well, so next red the carpet event you go to, I'm shitting on the red carpet. <laughs> See, you'll become famous, but for a completely different reason, bro. Let's not go hunch there. <laughs> I'm going to hunch up like honey. Like honey pie. Honey pie on my dog. Okay. Yeah. Just walk halfway down the carpet and hunch up. I'm going to I'm going to take the two of you down a uh, trip down memory lane to an episode that was actually never released. Uh here's just the the start of that real quick for for y'all and uh the listening audience as well. Check this out. This is HR Talk. I am of course the face of the franchise. I'm here with Ricky and Jim in studio today. We have a uh, somebody actually worthy of being on the show. Jay's back. Um Enjoy, gents and ladies. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to HR Talk. This is JC. Uh, across the table from me today is the man that just did that read live, the face of the franchise. Welcome back to your show. Can't thank you enough for having us on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're welcome. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> and uh, cross the bow on the uh, starboard side right here. Uh, we do have Ricky Baez. Hello, hello. It is awesome to have the face here live. And it's going to be awkward because I know we still haven't paid him, and now we get to look at him <laughs> while he's doing his little intros, and we're going to have that pay dispute going on. Well, let me tell you something, though. All he's been asking for is uh, let it be slight remuneration, like a couple dollars or and or something in return. And today he's getting food, and he's what, – what are you drinking over there? What's in your a, cup? This is a beer. <laughs> it's a beer. I'm just going to stop it right there. It goes on and on. For about two hours, we recorded an epic podcast, and it was never released. It was with no. you and Sweet Baby Jay, and if, as you could tell right at the very beginning, Ricky Baez was already hammered. I, as yeah, I think uh, many other people may have been during the start of that show. It, the problem with that show is we started with Jay, and he's so freaking good <laughs> at what he does. Um, he's just a gem of a man. He's a sweetheart. Yeah. But we we paused the show, knowing we're going to come back to the show. But we got so freaking hammered cooking dinner <laughs> that Jay had to go home. And I would have went home, but my home at that point in time was at Ricky's house because I won't go nowhere. <laughs> and Jay lives in my neighborhood, right? So so he so he didn't have to go far. He didn't have to go. No 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 no. I think it didn't. His girlfriend or his wife or somebody pick him up. Oh yeah, his wife. Oh, his yeah. wife. Yeah. yeah. No, his wife and came so knocking. He, he made it home safe. Like, there was no, he wasn't driving or anything. But uh, we were supposed to continue. Well, but we did. And, and it was just the three of us, and it was a mess. <laughs> it's like a dog threw up in the living room, and we're like, oh, this ain't good. Yeah, but here's the thing it was on a Sunday, like at 3 p.m., right? No, no, and no, I knew no, that was going to be No, no. We started at like one. Okay. Yeah. And we took a break at like one thirty, one forty five after recording for a little bit and went downstairs and shit happened on the grill. Mm-hmm. Shit happened in our cups. Mm-hmm. Shit happened everywhere. Yeah. And all of a sudden we're like, 
Oh, that's yeah, this happened. <laughs> we finished this happen. one. Well, it kind of did because because we 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 started recording. No, the then, best thing that would have happened <laughs> if somebody would have held a camera <laughs> instead of us taking a break and just walk downstairs. I would have been the show up the backyard and yep. somebody hold a camera because the conversations we had yep. in that backyard were better than the ones we had on the microphone. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We we solved all of the world's problems that in we did. about two hours standing around a grill. Take four veterans from two different uh, uh, military outfits. Well, look at this. Some you, got dude, grill. you got a white dude, an Irish guy, a Puerto Rican, and a black dude. Yeah, we it was great. We from four different directions, and we had it all figured out, but we couldn't verbalize it really well because <laughs> our – our speech was a little bit slurred. A little bit. A little bit. It was fun. It was awesome. God, I gotta be How's he doing? He's good. He's good. He's got his own show. He is doing really good with his show. You've got to listen to, uh, to uh, Sweet Baby J's show. Um, uh, He's a actually, sweet man. He's a sweetheart he for a dude. Yeah. I got to bring him back on. Um, I got to bring him back either on the flagship show or on the Facebook Live, but he needs to come back on. I want to root yeah, directly real quick into uh, core business with you, Face. The uh, HR world, it's not your favorite world. You don't hate it. You don't love it. It's not where you play every day, though. Um, no, I do hate it. Okay. That's what I want to get to real quick, if you don't mind going there. Why? Because I have to deal with it every day. And not on Ricky's side of it. But on my side of it, and it's not even the HR part, man. When you get into when you get into corporate management, I'll say that. I guess I can say that, right, Ricky? Corporate management. You're good. You're good yeah. Um, when a manager or director or vice president, assistant vice, whatever, when their expectations are different than the what I'll consider SOP. Mm -hmm. Um, they have a way that they want to do things, whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent from what the actual standard operation of standard operation of procedure is for the business. You're having a good time. They write their own freaking rules, right? So, um, it becomes a little bit difficult when you call them out on it. You're like, well, you you can you can decide that if you want, but. My SOP says X, Y, Z, and you have just made your own rules up. So yeah. if you want to, we can go to battle. Or if you don't and go by what the company says, then we're good. And I don't have a big issue with it where I'm at and where I'm in my career is at. Right. But with, with, uh, with new hire and stuff like that, with, when they're just asking these the, the new guys to to be veterans before they're veterans, mm. it's a little bit difficult to to uh, keep a really really good cohesive uh, staff or group of young men that want to come in and I mean they're starting for nothing. And when your manager walks in to the new hire class, says, "Okay, all this stuff is good, but I could fire you for this, this, and this." Well, hell, it scares the shit out of them. Yeah, it's not a good way to start. No, it's not. Now, granted, it's not false. 
one individual has just uh, retired. And from mm-hmm. what I understand, the uh, the individual they hired in his place could be more difficult to work with. Yeah. And uh, and I like I told the new guys, you don't you have to worry about his standards. You have to worry about corporate standards. He could try to scare you to death all he wants to. You just get up and do your job. Oh shit, my phone's gonna die. Plug it in. Plug I it in. I got questions for you. You got oh hold on. It ain't gonna die now, but it's gonna die. So it, so if if I can ask you, because right now, especially in Florida, it's you and I are about fifty five minutes away, right? And and I'm seeing the same things you are, and I see it from an HR perspective. And and I wanna ask you, you are you are a hardworking individual, and I've seen you work, and I've seen what you do, and I see how you talk to people. So you are a great leader. What message do you have for the, I guess, I don't want to see the associates, for the people out there who are Any- shunning, away, shunning away from open opportunities just because they just make more money right now on unemployment? I mean, are you feeling that pinch right now or no? Okay, so here, unemployment is not free. Correct. Right? So. I, I feel bad that you're in the situation you're in. If you got like the COVID deal, it killed a bunch of people. So I don't disagree with the fact that, okay, you got comfortable, mm-hmm. but you can get comfortable and get broken a little in really quick. And I'm not saying you have to take the first opportunity. What I'm telling you is you need to take an opportunity. Now, it may not be, okay, what you want to start. Just get back in the workforce. Just go to work. Eventually, if you could, if you just go to work and you spend a lot of time looking for what you want, it's going to come available. Yep. But sitting on your ass, is, you're going to lose everything. Because eventually it's going to go away. So if your first job is McDonald's, it might not be where you want. Okay, well, work McDonald's for two or three weeks until that job becomes available. Yeah, It's going to suck, but nothing in life is great. You know, I mean, work is work. It's a four-letter word for a reason. Oh, you know? <laughs> okay. What does that mean? I like that. Well, you can say fuck, shit, damn, all that negative <laughs> stuff. Well, you could, well, work falls right in with that. Yeah, okay. I you never saw it that way, but that makes sense. It's funny to be a three-letter word. Yeah, okay. So the goal is to get up and go to work and have fun. But that's not that's the ninety nine point nine percent workforce in America right now doesn't love their job. They do it to pay bills. That's where I'm at. Yeah. I like what I do, I don't love what I do. Right? But if, if I won the lottery tomorrow, it'd all be fun, right? So who is the lottery? No fucking body. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some people just nobody we know. Yeah, it's not even that. I mean, really, it's, it, in, in the grand scheme of things, nobody. Yeah, you're it's right. It's the one percent of the one percent. So you got to do something. Well, you're going to end up fat, lazy, and out of shape, and broke, living off the government, or find something to do, and eventually keep looking for something else. Nobody says settle. You don't yeah. have to see what you're doing. Get a job, make some money. Nobody has to settle for that. Look for the next best thing. Look for the next best thing. Look for the next best thing. You know, I'm kind of 
they're gripping me by the balls now because I've been there for 17 years. So I'm not going to get to where I want by settling. Yep. Right. I'm going to have to take, I'm not even said a pay cut, but I'm going to have to take a benefit cut. The next guy that hires me, they're going to hire me with six weeks vacation. Yeah, true. That He'll is- hire me a week or two. And it might be the same money, but it might be a better job that I enjoy better. You know, so, you know, it's one of those things. If, if you live off the government for the rest of your life and they control your money, they control you. A hundred percent true. So they, if, if, if they decide that one day they're going to call you and say, hey, face, we're cutting your paycheck off in the next two or three months because we need to do X, Y, Z, and I'm dependent on them. I'm going to do whatever they say I need to do, whether it's take a shot, rob a bank, do whatever, <laughs> to keep my free money. Don't rob banks, though. I mean, I get it. The point of it makes sense, though. So. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. In order to keep my money, I have to do X, Y, Z. Well, no, no part of the government right now is going to tell me I have to do anything to keep my money. But if you're dependent on government, they got you by the balls. Yep. Because you have two choices. You can either take whatever choice they give you or find something in the in the workforce. And yeah, I get it. Work sucks, but you know what? Life does too. So yep. um life's easy to your fifteen. Because your mom and daddy are paying for it. Yep. It's true. Then you After gotta that, to go to Space Force. You're right. So my son's kicking ass in school yeah. because I told him education is power. So go to school. Now, the easiest way to go to school is to get really good grades and let somebody else pay for it. That's right. That's right. And so he's kicking ass in school. He wants to go to school and all this other good stuff. I took the easy way out, went to boot camp. Well, I don't know if that's Granted, an easy way out or not, but <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't change anything. Yeah, me neither. No. Um, hell, I wouldn't know you sons of bitches if I didn't do it. So That's what I'm saying. They, they, there's the value right there in and of itself. No, the I don't bring it up, I'm sorry? Really think about it. I don't know how much value there is of that, knowing you guys. <laughs> if I went to college, I probably could have met some better people. But <laughs> but you'd rather have these people, though. But I settled them. <laughs> I, set, I settled them. <laughs> I set a happy medium. You know, I hear you. It, it, I love it because he met uh, us before he got married. So that's good. I'm good yeah, with but that. I, I, before I will. Before yeah, that, I do. That's true. Hey, I've, I've right, got a right. serious question for you in regards to some of the work stuff. Now, um, there was recently an op-ed written by a CEO of a Washington, D.C. magazine. And in that op-ed, they suggested that workers could lose benefits like health care if they continue and insist on working remotely moving forward due to the uh, pandemic receding. So if employers are trying to get things back to work, okay, you could keep working at home, but we're going to cut your benefits and take things away from you. And it's leaving a big sour taste in a lot of employees' mouths hearing that. The CEO later wrote an apology letter and uh, Stated, though, that uh, she's not alone in the bungle to transition back to the office as people keep working remotely as the pandemic is essentially basically over, according to to some entities out there. While others, it's, you know, 
put a mask on your toddler, you know? So there's there's a lot going on. But in regards to going back to work, um, how do you feel about that whole thought process of if you continue to work from home and stay remote, cool, we're going to cut your benefits or cut your pay? Okay. So do they have an option to go back to the office? Yes. And you choose your best option. And say employee <laughs> X is going to choose the option to stay remotely. Then, then you you pick your poison. If the company is offering you to go back to the office with no qualms whatsoever, but if you decide you want to stay home and take the decrease, then that's on you. Now, what about how that same employer has been letting you work from home during this entire pandemic thing? And there's there's been no issue. You kept all your benefits and everything like that. It's over. What do you? If you were at the office worked in the office previous to this and they offered you the opportunity to go home. Now they're offering you the opportunity to come back. And if you choose not to come back, then you take that pay cut. That's on you. You don't think that's crappy, though? You don't think that's crappy leadership? No, I don't. Let me tell you why. Why? why? Because why? they got to keep the doors They got to keep the doors open and the lights on in that building they've been paying for while your ass is sitting at home. Then maybe that's a great incentive to reevaluate the structure of the organization, or or you're in a twenty year lease and you're trying to keep lights on. I got you. I got you. So, so you are offered choices. Correct. If you're offered choices, you pick the best one for you. No, no, I get that, but I'm talking from an employer's perspective, right? Because I I personally believe that that article is crap, and for the CEO. To tell to you write this. an apology. I'm sorry. Right now, in my opinion, with uh-huh. people working from home that weren't normally working from home, I will guarantee you if you look at the study, there probably hadn't been one yet, productivity has been down. I, I beg to differ. Uh, productivity has shot up 30%. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, okay. Got I'm it. not in that world. No. So, but I can uh, tell you that if I had options, mm-hmm. If they offer me options, he's not saying you can't work from home. He's offering you options. Yeah, it's it is an option, and you and you as an employee have to select which option you want. But I'm approaching it from the leadership perspective because they're crappy. It's one option is great, the other one is kind of crappy, right? And then when you get to the kind of crappy one, what ends up happening is is like okay, you're gonna have more people coming into the office because either do I work from home. Uh, oh no! Do, do I work in the office, or does okay. my kid get the cancer treatment? <laughs> so go. that's kind of crappy. Here you, Here you go. You get options. You pick the best one for you right now. Uh-huh. And if you don't like it, but you're picking the best one financially for you right now, start looking for another job. True, and people that's are, what I would tell people right now. So eventually, asshole CEO will lose the majority of his great workforce because he made them choose. So you put everybody in the situation. Yeah. So he made a choice. They make a choice. They make a choice three months. They get a better job. He loses their A1 employee because he made a decision. True. Yeah, so you're right. it's on everybody. It is. And, and this is why I'm saying it's, it's she said in this article that she's not alone in that thing. Well, I don't like the Washington Post anyway. But anyway, go ahead. 
Well, here's my thing, right? Just consensus thinking doesn't mean you're right, right? Just because other people think like you doesn't mean you're not saying anybody's right. I'm saying that's a free workforce. You pick it until you can deal with it and then find something else is better. Eventually, if you're a quality employee, you'll find something that's better and the CEO will be left in a blank spot. He's got to fill. He's got to fill with somebody that don't know the hell they're doing. There you go. No, you're right. So on him again. Well, that that's why I I advise my clients because I've got some clients, not necessarily that are doing that, but I do have some clients that are really. Are you talking about? Are you talking about Dave and Rob? No, 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 no. Dave and Rob got their own stuff. <laughs> Dave, the intern, doing his. Actually, Dave is in Tennessee right now. Yeah, yeah. I just stayed at his house this weekend. Yeah, oh, that that's right. I saw some pictures. I saw where you were. Yes, yeah, so I went over to my brother's place. Yeah. Stayed at Dave's house because it was kind of crowded at my brother's place yeah. with uh, family members. See? So, yeah. uh, of course, he's like, you can stay at my house. Are you shitting me? So That's my boy. We did. That's my boy. I love him. He's so, a great dude. So, he, but... Back to this, as far as the leadership aspect, as far as not losing good people, I'm advising my clients the best thing to do is to give people flexibility, but don't take away the benefits. Now, they're not thinking about doing that, but I know that article is circulating, but I think the best thing you can do for your associates is to go ahead and give them that flexibility. Give them that flexibility to pick and choose where they want to work if you've got the capabilities to do so. But don't take away benefits because you don't want them to stay at home. Yeah, at the I'm office. not an HR guy. You know that. Yeah. So my advice to anybody that you're advising, don't ever take away the human aspect. Boom. That's my boy. So, Keep going. That's so, my boy. So if it's going to benefit you financially, um, to keep said individual and they're at home and keep them at home. You have to have numbers that show that, I don't know, 35% of the workforce that you sent home is doing great. 20% is doing average. And then what's the other 45% is struggling because they're not putting their best foot forward. Mm-hmm. Well, those people, are the ones you're going to say, look, I'm struggling. You were doing great when you were here. You're struggling at home. There you I go. Back. See, that's uh, that's how but, a leader thinks like that. But they should still have a choice. They're struggling. You've made it known that they're struggling. If you stay at home and you continue to struggle, I'll find somebody else not going to struggle. Yep. That's right. So, anyway, hey, boys, it's been great. Hey, no, that's perfect. Uh, we've got just about 10 minutes left in the show. Can't thank you enough for your time. I know that you've got uh, uh, family down with you right now, and uh, you're probably gearing up for a great dinner this evening too, right? Yes. Uh, a little bit of fried chicken and some butter beans and some macaroni salad. and Yeah, I'm doing it right. I got to get that uh, recipe again from you for the uh, for the gravy. I know you told me and you showed me, but, man, I can't remember. I got to get that from you again. It's easy. It's easy. You'll do sausage. it. Cook your sausage. All right. Right? Take your sausage out of the... out of the. Well, you got to use cast iron, right? Right. Okay. So take your sausage out of the cast iron. Leave the grease. 
sprinkle about, I don't know, a quarter cup of flour in there and mix it around. Add a shit ton of pepper, a little bit of salt, and milk to the consistency. And that's it. Stir it until you're done. I was going to mm. tell you something. This guy, he cooks better than most people I know. I Ricky, you're a good cook, too. But if this guy opened up a restaurant, I would go there. I would go there. Well, yeah. uh, Ricky and I have talked about this. Talked. <laughs> We've had plenty of conversations. We've we had have been sober and drunk, and we've yeah. talked about this we got the names and everything. We've we had conversations. We just see. Hey, look. I, I, hey, look. Uh, everybody listen. Call 1-800-GOFUNDME um, <laughs> Ricky slash face restaurant and donate some freaking money. <laughs> and we will open a restaurant, breakfast slash lunch restaurant in Orlando, right. and you're all invited to come and pay full, pay full price. Boom. We there need to go. rename it to the Face Coast. I'm telling you. You're amazing. Oh! Yes. Face Coast Restaurant. There it's it is. Done. It's already done. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the uh, website right now. Hey, brother, do your thing, man. It's say hello right. to the family. I'll um, do it. I'll call you later. All right, brother. Hey, look, love you guys. Later, man. Three hundred episodes, and we got the face of the franchise back out. Ricky Byers, unbelievable, amazing times, amazing guy. You know, the first twenty to thirty minutes was a, it was a blur. But then we got into some core business there, you know. For anyone that did stick it out, it's worth it, you know. I mean, you gotta have that. You gotta have some fun while you work, right? Well, I mean, obviously, he started having fun way earlier today. Uh, you can tell, but that's just him. But you know what? It, it's here's here's my thing with the face. Um, you are a thousand percent correct. He is an amazing cook. I love to cook. I can hold my own. Um, but just it's I've learned so much from him. Because before before he was in the Marine Corps, he was a cook. And then while he was in the Marine Corps, he was in artillery communications, right? But he still continued to cook. But just all the different vacations that we've taken together, all the families have taken, and just I start doing breakfast because that's my thing. I start cooking for everybody. He's like, uh-uh, man. You're doing it all wrong. It's like you do it. I'm like, whoa, okay. And then St. Augustine, or the uh, trip we did earlier this year, he opened my eyes to cooking really good potatoes. And doing a whole lot more potatoes than what you need for dinner. That way you've got some good hash for the next morning. And then we just started drinking, kept talking about, because he's like, hey, man, let's just open up a restaurant. We'll call it Biscuits and Grave. I'm like, gravy? No, Grave. Don't, don't, don't give it away. Don't give it all away. Come on. <laughs> I'm not. But I mean, look, it, it, it's all I'm saying is he's an amazing cook. And I'm going to call him later because I do want to either go over there over to the A1A Beachfront Studios East, or have them come back over here, over here at the original A1A Beachfront Studios, and we just do a Facebook Live on a Sunday to just all about cooking. Just him putting some stuff on the grill, how he marinates, how he sets up the grill. He does a really good job. I want to make sure we get that going. So listen. We've got uh, we've got a frozen video and audio feed coming back from Ricky. So we had some we had some severe audio doubling taking place there. Uh, not exactly sure what happened with Rick, but that's fine. Look, ladies and gentlemen, it's been it's been quite the ride. It's been a long ride. Um, we've been doing this now for three hundred episodes. Uh, had the face of the franchise here. Uh, he hasn't been on in a very long time either. It's just really good to kind of circle the wagons and take time to stop and reflect and to think about like everything that's going on, not just with the program, 
but you know, with uh, with your life, with your day to day, with your day jobs, right. with your night jobs, with your everything. Oh, he's Ricky's back! Thank goodness. I was. Uh, I don't know what happened. <laughs> frozen like that. Yeah, yeah. The actual so the audio actually started repeating too. Is really really strange. Um. Anyways, long story okay. short. Uh, very thankful for being able to get to this point, 300 episodes deep and uh, continuing to move further. We've had a great opportunity to interview a plethora of guests, and we actually have people knocking on the door to come back on. It's uh, just a dividing yep. line right now as to whether or not we have them on the Sunday show here where we do the separate Friday chats with them. Um, it's going to be interesting to see where that pans out moving forward. Um, I've got a great guest on tap. <laughs> Looking to come back, Rick, and uh, we we'll talk about that off air coming up in a little bit. What do you got? No, you had a good Friday chat this past week. It was an international chat, wasn't it? Uh, that's right. Had Rachel Nelson on from Sydney, Australia. You know that, that it was it was strong, man. You know, it's rare that you ever get a chance to speak to someone who uh, uh, grew up thinking that they're their parents were deceased to later find out that they were alive and they had been sold a lie their entire life and then reclaiming their family history. And then in the process of rediscovering themselves going through divorce and, and separation and, and business separation and relationship failure and uh, just rebuilding their life, their brand, their humanity in the realm of HR at the same time, it was deep. It was heavy, you know, those are those are the yeah. deep chats. We also have the fun chats, like today with the face. It's a totally different ball of wax here, you know. It is. It's. I'm listening to to that episode, JC, and all I was thinking is, I I, I can't even. Something similar happened to me, but not as impactful as it happened to her. Where you know, it, it's as far as my name is concerned. But to to, I started thinking, how would I react to a situation where I grew up my entire life up until just recently, right, deep into adulthood, to find out that the people I thought were not here are actually here, it's, I would have to go back and question my entire life. And I started reliving that or yeah. living it through her eyes. And I'm like, holy crap, I will go nuts. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's definitely mind-bottling. Um, what are your thoughts about these, uh, these past few years and getting to this point with the program? I started asking you questions about this earlier today. I want yeah. your radical candor feedback on this one. And I'm by, the, be by the way, right by the way, right now, I have no desire to go into current events, Florida man, anything like that. I, I want to do this. I want to talk about where we are, where we've been, and and put the show to bed and and move on to stakes. So please go ahead. <laughs> here's he, here's my thing, JC. When 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 all this first started, I yeah. thought it was I thought it was fun. We were going to have a great time with it. Yeah. Um. I never anticipated it was going to grow the way it has. That was never the goal. Maybe that's my fault and having that mentality, but that was never the goal. The goal was, you know what? That's my boy. Let me have a good time with it. I know HR. He knows everything about production. He knows everything about podcasting. Why wouldn't this work? And this is where I've learned that, and I've known this before, but just proof that if you don't put a, plan, a financial plan to it, and you just focus on on what you're passionate about, everything else will fall into place. And that's exactly what happened here. I never thought we would be here right now talking about a 300th freaking episode. I never thought I would see that. 
Did you ever think that we would be sitting in in conference rooms with red carpet <laughs> specials and backdrops and people coming up to ask to take photos like at Space Coast this past time and many other times prior? Like, it's kind of wild, right? It is wild, right? Because that happened to us at, gotta, at the Space Coast. You got to dig that out. Use that for the cover art for this. Yeah, Use that for the I cover well, I, wait a minute. No, I had an idea for the cover art. Dude. Okay, okay. Well, set it aside. Dig it out and get it on social media, though. That's so a good look, one. Um, I'm getting, I'm getting a uh, a bagel, and somebody comes up to me. Oh my god, Ricky! I'm like, yeah, hi. And I'm thinking, oh my god, did I fire her? Did I fire her before? Because normally that's what happens. Somebody comes to me, and I fire them in the past, and I just want to run. No, she's like, oh my god, we're a big fan of the show. My husband is a big fan. Can, can we get a picture? I'm like, sure, right? I, that, that's never happened before. Um, and then later on, uh, other people came up and took pictures with us. And I'm like, okay, I never thought we would be there. Again, that's not what we're looking for. We love that. We just have so much fun with it that it's grown. You've flown all over. We have flown all over because we, we keep, we keep be- being asked to come and do the red carpet event, the red carpet special. It's just been a great ride, man. It here's, really has. Here's what I find kind of cool. You know, it's, it's not so much like, I mean, th- those opportunities are great, you know, but Later on, after you have like just a normal conversation with somebody and they're like, yeah, I'll find you on social media, whatever. And then next thing you know, you find out that they're like in charge of a major sports franchise. They own one of the top Fortune 25 companies and they're they're a part owner and they're within the C-suite. And it's like, yeah, I didn't even know who you were, but... We had a couple beers and we talked and we vibed on the same types of thoughts and concepts about moving forward with culture and evolution of workplaces and things like that. You know, it's it's shocking to think that there's other products out there that exist that just focus on preaching to the choir. You know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I like to keep it fun. I like, I like to keep it fresh. I like to like to spice it up a little bit. I like to have a format. I like to do things that are maybe non-standard from time to time, like that TikTok segment we started last week. I mean, geez, if, if you want to hit that anytime towards the end, I'm ready. I got the music ready again. It's, it's always a matter of uh, just trying to keep it fun and interesting and put your mind in the thoughts of the listener, but put yourself in those shoes. But we, we are up against a wall now, Ricky Baez. We're in we're in a totally different space now because we don't have the commuting audience that we had before. Like people yeah. used to sit in their car. Now people listen to us when they're running or when they're riding their bike or when they're taking that walk in the morning and they spread it out through the span of the week. Now they might read a little bit more about what we're posting on social media, or maybe it it, it clicks and it, it chimes and jives. And they're like, hey, thanks for sourcing that for me, because we wouldn't have found it anywhere else. Well, cool. You know, good with that. But uh, it's it's slowing down a little bit. The numbers aren't low, but it's slowing down in the sense that people aren't commuting like they used to. You know what I mean? No, no, I get it. I, I and, and look, um. The reason I said what I said as far as I didn't think this was going to go far is because my approach to HR is very different and it's for a niche audience and it's not everybody's cup of tea. So I didn't think it was going to go Why do you go say big. that? Why do you say that? No, 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 no. Why do, why do you say it's no. not everybody's cup of tea? Because it's I, I the way I view human resources is more progressive and it's more 
it's more real down to earth conversations about what the hell is happening in the organization right now not policies not laws but what are you as a leader doing or not doing that's creating this issue that you're complaining about and it's a thorn on your side whereas everywhere else is more tactical right old school hr old speak paper pushing that's not what i want to be and that's not what it's going away i want to start going it is going away it's going away though you know i mean everyone's evolving into the new frame of things and blah 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 you know but people are really tired they're tired of being treated poorly I mean, let's be honest with it. And with the amount of options that are out there, yeah, there's if if remote work does continue to push forward the way it is, you're going to have a radical change and shift in in being able to accrue talent pools from other places and areas yeah. that maybe yep. you didn't have before because the company made that proper investment during pandemic times to do something above and beyond what they were comfortable doing initially. And I don't think that's a bad thing, man, you know? Well, it it forces business leaders to look at issues differently than the, what they never thought about before, right? So hear me out when I say this because I'm about to it's, – it's going to sound like I'm contradicting myself, but I'm not. Employees need to be careful if everybody is working from home. Here's why. The reason they need to be careful because you just hit it, the nail right in the nose there, JC. Now organizations can source talent from other areas, whereas pre-pandemic, that talent, because they were not working from home, they were working from the office, was not available. Now that talent is available. The digital walls were knocked down. So now when if you had a small organization in downtown Orlando and now um, you, you never used to work from home, but now you are, and you got that shit-hot person, the shit-hot client manager in Butte, Montana, now you now you can go after that person. Go for it. We're not moving down here. Exactly. But Just here's build what, the right it. mindset within your culture. There you go. It's not just a matter of building the culture. It's building the right mindset to back the culture. That's right. And if you're going to go ahead as a leader and you're going to allow – uh, or be flexible for these associates to either work from the office or work from home, you have to rethink your culture. It's got to be completely redefined. Now, not redefined as far as the reason the company exists, but the environment, the working, the inner workings of the organization. You've got to continue to keep it viable and lucrative for the associate, the employee, to stay with you. Turnover needs to drop, not go up, unless you want it to go up. There is such a good thing as good turnover. But it, it, it's you have to change that mindset. Whatever worked in 2019, it's not going to work in 2021 and forward. So as a leader, you've really got to recalibrate what your expectations are from these employees. And employees, you've got to recalibrate what you can demand from an employer or not. Because it's, it's, uh, you still have to do what needs to be done to be successful in any organization. That, that whole piece about uh, you know the, the corporate BS, I, I found that on fizz.org and uh, tweeted that out the other day. Already has some private positive feedback and at least one public comment back. Granted, it's not one of the Thursday uh, shats or something that they do with the uh, HR people, the HR chat or whatever it is where they all uh, chat on Twitter. Everyone's chatting, you know, but uh, yeah, yeah. It's like, here's a chat. There's a chat. You know, it's not that, you know, it's just uh, good articles that were found and Kind of something that uh, peaks peaks the mind, you know, gets you thinking from a different perspective, see life in a different way, 
You know, it's it's good to hear back from people when you source stuff like that and bring it out. I'm not the writer. I don't want to be the writer. I want to I want to push the word about a good writing, though, that someone could turn around and be educated and inspired from that could help them move their needles from A to B. But I'll tell you what, one thing that really gets under my craw is is uh, assumption of facts, you know, like, for instance, uh, two days ago. I had nothing to do with my life other than sit on my couch, watch TV, and just kind of stare at the ceiling from time to time. And it felt good. It felt good for the first time just to kick back for a couple hours and relax. And it was crazy because during that time, I got this ticky-tocky coming across that says, it's the 21st day of the 21st month and the 21st and the tw- and they're going down all these 21st. How'd it go again? It's like the 21st day of the 21st week of the 21st year in the 21st century. And it's 2121, you know, and it's all this 21 stuff. Like, wow, that's pretty inspiring. And, but before like tweeting that or looking at it, I was like, yeah, let me, let me Google this. Something don't seem right. I remember from like pay weeks this past week, like something's not right. And we were in the 20th week. And it was like, well, wait a minute. It's not the 21st week. It's the 20th week. So, like, all these people across the U.S. are like, yeah, it's the 21st week. I'm like, no, no, it's not. Really? And then when you dig even further, you discover, you know, India, Russia, some other countries, the first week of the year began the last week of last year. So last year they have 51 weeks. This year they have 53. I'm really confused now, you know? So I, it's those small idiosyncrasies that I find fun or funny, but I also like uh, I like hinging on those little tiny things like that, those inaccuracies for the sake of fun, though, from time to time. I I just wish more people would be opened to differences of opinion. And I know that's a pain, right? But some people are so dug in into their facts, right? And they just, regardless of of what they hear, that maybe could put a chink in their armor, but come on, let's let's. I want to see more people more open and more understanding for different points of view. I agree. Give, I agree. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, because it's in and right now. Look, I double let's, Twitter. Let's problem. let's do that. Let's do this real quick. Facts. F A C T S. Facts. Thank you for spelling that. Not Appreciate opinions. <laughs> Water is wet. Funny you bring that one up. Funny you bring that one up. Um, I was talking about that, that very same thing to a former employee of mine. And it, it's, I was having a conversation with her. She was in her car. Her kids were in the car. And I said, oh, come on. That's like saying water's not wet. And then one, <laughs> one of her kids in the back is like, actually, water isn't wet. And I'm like, ha, ha, very funny. And then he started to send me all these different things showing me how water Yeah. Literally, it's in wet. And GC, it started to make sense. Yeah, no, I get it. In the same way that flat earth makes sense, too. But stop for a second and let's root back to, like, the common sense of day to day. If you walk outside and it's hot, you're like, wow, it's hot outside. You put put your hand in water. Wow, that was wet. You know, I mean, like, no, let's redefine what it means to say wet. Wet is not the water. Wet is your emotional impact when experiencing H2O on the skin. You put the but, lotion on the skin. You know, I mean, like, where do you draw the line, man? I mean, at some point, common sense 
terminology is terminology, right? And facts and opinions of facts. Opinions are often misconstrued nowadays to be fact. That's all. Have you ever had a conversation with somebody, JC, where the the back and forth of sharing ideas and understanding ideas and both of you having an open mind about different ideas was more enlightening than what the topic was overall? No, rarely. I mean, I talk with you weekly and I can't even get that track. He's <laughs> <laughs> such an ass, bro. <laughs> No, yes, but- no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I, I live it. I experience it actually daily. Tell you the truth. I, me too. I love those conversations to the point that I'm more drawn to those conversations. And then I'm trying to shut down the ones that are not to that next level. And then I've got some feedback. The, the, do you know the, how to do that? I'll tell you how to do it the best way. How? Okay. Just uh, pick, start a sentence and start talking to me. Go ahead. I cannot wait. And for then June I just 1st. turn away. And the- <laughs> I turn and walk away. I just, oh, I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you. Uh, you but so I kind of started doing something similar to that. You're a dick. Like, on social media. No, on social media, because I'm like, you know what? If you're not willing to have an open mind and have a good dialogue, okay. then I, I don't have time for you. And I got feedback privately that that was really asshole-ish of me. And I wanted to understand what that person meant by that. Why? So why why is that considered me being an asshole? And she said that I didn't give that person an opportunity to explain. And I'm like, okay, got you. I didn't give that person the opportunity because I, I saw at the very beginning of the conversation, their heels were dug in, like really dug in. So why am I going to waste my time? But then I started thinking more about it. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should give more time. Because maybe that's just the way they communicate. Maybe maybe the meat of the conversation comes later that maybe that could be enlightening. So I took that feedback very well, and I do appreciate that feedback. Um, but anyway, yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I really wish more people would have that kind of a thought process when just engaging in conversation, especially these days. I mean, shit. We really need to get... <laughs> A little bit more you're, patient. You're, with okay, so you're saying it, I'm saying it, we're all living it, we're all seeing it. You put it in layman's terms. What do you mean by especially these days? Seriously. Well, I mean, social media has been such a big platform in exchanging information oh, that and, people keep it back. And by the way, there's approximately four hundred to 600,000 podcasts that are out there and active right now with everyone spouting off their own personal opinions. And out of that, I think that there's only approximately maybe 100,000 that update weekly. I'm getting that statistic directly. By the way, this is not from me. It's paraphrased from the No Agenda show from uh, Adam Curry. Amazing guy. Great podcast. Highly recommend that show. Very big. One of the greatest, best Austin-based uh, uh, rocker, old good dude. I, I love their show. I just geek out on that. That's all I got to say. But that, that stat came from them because they were talking about some advertising in there. My point here by bringing that up, there's... A lot of people just spouting off words and doing stuff than ever before. But there's also a lot of people that aren't watching the news every day. There's a lot of people that turn social media off. They logged out. I can't tell you how long. Okay, I might log into Facebook like once a week. Once a week, Rick. Pass that. I'm past it. I'm past it. It's burnt me out. I can't take it anymore. Yeah. 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 I, I, I. Uh, no, I see that. Uh, uh, I see that. I understand where you're coming from. Uh, I'm not gonna make it fun, but I understand where you're coming from. Uh, but it's turned more entertaining for me oh, than anything. No. It's entertaining. 
Really? Dude, on TikTok, just last night, I saw somebody yeah, TikTok's say... TikTok's entertaining. Oh, TikTok's entertainment. But people take it as gospel. People take it as gospel. Ooh, I saw somebody on TikTok saying that they lost 40 pounds in one month eating nothing but bread and butter. Bread and butter. <laughs> and people are saying, yeah, me too, me too. I'm like, what in the hell is going on? Or like, people or like the guy that it. like uh, creates a TikTok uh, but trying to hit on like a very attractive, very popular female who then responds to him positively. And then everyone chimes in. Oh, yes, he saved my brother's life. He donated a kidney to me. Blah, blah, blah. He saved nuns from a burning church when I was a child. You know, it's like, but it's a, yeah, I get what you're getting at there. I get what you're saying. But it, it's, I think, I think social media has made it uh, where everybody and anybody with any kind of a thought process, whether it was good, bad, or indifferent, to be taken as gospel. And all I'm saying is, folks, is, Take a step back, breathe, process, process what you're reading. You're not going to, I guess you could lose 40 pounds a month in eating nothing but butter and bread. I guess that could happen, but I'm, I'm not a doctor and I'm not an attorney. I'm pretty sure you're messing up other organs in your body by doing so. So it's, I'm just afraid that people are taking that too much to heart. And I'm getting to the point that I'm like, you know what? If you're like, that, you really believe it, take warning labels off of everything do me a favor pull up pull up those five ticky talkies if you could from the uh from from the brand new tiktok roundup there in our old uh communication channel let's 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 do this at least i mean intern dave's not here we were going to do florida man with him in his new segment we did come this far we're one hour 17 minutes and change in um ladies and gentlemen it comes that time every week when you're sitting around and there's not much going on in your life. You're staring out the window and you see the seagulls fly by. You think to yourself, wow, social media couldn't be more than this. I find entertainment and joy in Facebook, but the ticky-tocky is touching my ticky-tockies. It's so important to keep me entertained right now. I might not even have a a TV bill in the future. What's the Hulu? It doesn't matter anymore. There's no Hulu. What's the evening news? I don't watch it because the guy reads it to me in 60 seconds for the entire day. Gives me a wrap up. Better than what they do on TV. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your TikTok roundup. And today is May 23rd, 2021, and this is episode 300 of the HR Talk Podcast. Ricky, when you're ready, let's go into our uh, first ticky-tocky. What do you got there? All right, I have Annabelle DeLeo on ticky-tocky. Let's see what she has to say. Here we go. Is it working? It's not working? Oh, I know why it's not working. Oh my god! Every every freaking time, every freaking time. Here we go, and then we don't go. Oh my god! You're on TikTok like all night long. I am waiting for Elon Musk to give me internet for free. Chill. Internet for free coming to Ricky Bias. And now once again, let's try that over to TikTok for your favorite Tiki Takis of the week. Yo, this is why Whataburger is the ish. Not just because of the food, but because of what just happened. I always order my food on my app to pick up curbside just because it's super convenient. 
and I get here and I get here and I park and I'm checking in, waiting for my food, waiting for my food. 20 minutes, a girl comes and she's like, uh, Michelle. And I was like, no, it's like, I've been waiting here 20 minutes for my food. Like what's going on? The manager comes out, like, I think a lead comes out. They're like, hey, you know, like, are you sure you ordered here? And I was like, yes, of course. I always order here all the time. And we go through the app, and I selected the wrong location. <laughs> so I'm like, no worries. I'm like, I'll go pick it up at the correct location. They're like, no, we're going to make your food. You're already here. We'll call the other location and cancel it for you. And that's exactly what they did. Oh, that's business. That's how you do business right there, Ricky Baez. That is how you do it. Now, she could have been easily gone off of them and became a Karen, which I hate using that term, but you know what I mean. But you know what? She kept her composure. The manager could have easily said, sorry, nothing we can yeah, do. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that is how you do it. That's how a leader should really take care of the customers. That's, and- a- that's Annabelle DeLeo on TikTok. Uh, hashtag Whataburger right there. Oh, my gosh. Definitely for the win. Definitely for the win. What else do you got in your weekly roundup here? All right, here we go. The weekly roundup. This is John E. Finance. Let's see what he has to say. Well, I was just listening to a podcast in the car and they said something that just completely blew my mind. And apparently this is like known information. I just never put the pieces together. So you know this thing on websites where it makes you select all the squares that are a stop sign, you know, to make sure like you're not a robot or something. Google invented these for their self-driving cars. Literally billions of humans are identifying what a traffic light, a stop sign, a bus or a train looks like. This gives Google's self-driving cars billions of data points so they can properly navigate the roads. Whoever came up with this at Google is an absolute genius. I truly believe that Google self-driving cars could be better than Tesla's one day. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, I'm not surprised, I, you know. Okay. It's just the I, way that they do it. You know, if if you could build one thing that could facilitate more than one thing and you use that for something else later, oh, great, you know. How pretty cool is that? I mean, is that proven, though, or is that is that not proven? Did you, did you research that one? I, I haven't looked that up. I did not. No, I did not. But it, it, it's, again, I'm not going to take it as gospel. But right. I, but something like that, right? I'm like, it makes sense. Could you imagine, can, though? Could you imagine, like, another guy does a TikTok and says, hey, we didn't land on the moon. And then we play that, and we're like, oh, could you imagine? We didn't. <laughs> you know? Oh, my gosh, the Earth is flat. Oh, it's funny you mentioned that. Yeah, but I mean, if you say the Earth is flat, you have to wonder why they're trying to tell us it is or it isn't. This actually has some kind of sense behind it. Exactly, it does. And now you've got James Butler on TikTok um, talking about job applicants, right? You got that one coming up next? James Butler, well and, what is this? (laughs) Well and septic life. (laughs) Check it out, man. Had a guy come and apply for a job. I don't think he really wanted a job. He's on probation, and a condition of his probation is he has to have gainful employment. He was 22 minutes late for the interview. I said that was fine. He explained that he was on probation, and he was a convicted felon. I said that was fine. He said he was a violent offender. I said it was fine. You could tell he's getting kind of frustrated, and you could tell he really didn't want the job. He said he had anger management issues, and I said, that's great. I've got a shovel and the earth. You can take out all your frustrations on the dirt. He said, I don't have reliable transportation. I said, that's fine. We just dock your pay, but we'll pick you up. He said, I'm gay. I said, I don't care. 
He said he's a cross-dresser. I said, we had a company uniform. That won't be an issue. He said, man, I really don't want the fucking job. I said, yeah, but I'm offering you the job anyway. So that's the conversation you get to have with your probation officer. I have never seen somebody so disappointed to get a job. He, of course, didn't take it. But he can take that up with his probation officer. Unbelievable. Ricky Vines, what are your thoughts on that one? It's hilarious. Now, it's I could totally see that happening. I do know there are some people that are just going to interviews just to check that box to either uh, comply with whatever directives the PO gave them or uh, comply with whatever directives that coincide with your unemployment insurance in your state. But that is hilarious, dude. He tried yeah. everything in the book, and the guy's like, "Yeah, sure, I don't care." What you're 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 really oh, yeah, violent. We got that too. <laughs> you're accepted here like that. Nah, it's good. Dude, that was great. I, hey, I loved it. Hey, the uh, the last couple that we have in our TikTok roundup take us away from the world of business for a moment and takes us back to a social perspective of how we look and feel about each other and and maybe those those deep seated things that impact our personal lives. This is from Positive Funny. Happiness is an inside job on TikTok. Here we go. Seven things that men do to upset women. Number one, lie. Number two, be honest. Number three, not talk. Number four, talk too much. Number five, not show emotions. Number six, be too emotional. And number seven, breathe. Oh, we, we shouldn't are, be laughing, but we're laughing. We're going to get crucified. We're yeah, we are. Get, you know that, right? Oh, man. But it's kind of true at point. times, right? At times, there's only so many things you can and cannot do. And other times, you just just shut just shut your mouth. Just shut your mouth. That's all you got to do. Just shut your mouth. Oh, God. We're talking great. about personal life now, not work life. Personal life. That's I right. think that's right. I think this next one directly plays into uh, the face of the franchise moving to Florida, you know? Um, you being in Florida, uh, intern Dave having Florida roots. I don't know. Tell me what you think about this next one you got there. This is Kay Faye, Katie Faco on TikTok. Let's see. We'll be like, oh, Florida is so hot. I could never. Then why are you coming down here all the time? Huh? <laughs> Any chance you can get, you're coming down here. We didn't ask you to come here. Stay up north. Enjoy your snow. Be like, oh. She's straight to the point, dude. She's got a point there, Rick. Don't you think? You know, I do. I do. If if you keep complaining, she's right. Why you why do you keep coming down here? Especially, dude, nothing against New Yorkers, but I've seen my fair share of people say, Man, in New York it's like this. In New York it's like that. This is not like New York. Poppy didn't stay there. <laughs> stay in New York then, right? If it's that horrible down here. But yeah, I totally get that. This is my dude. Tell you what. Do me a favor, pull up the uh, current events real quick, please, because... It's time for current events! We really only have three major current events today. One that we already talked about, and the uh, third one's going to be a video that Ricky will be playing here. Coming up real quick, the first two, we're just going to blast through these that first one, phys.org, P-H-Y-S.org, title of the article was Employees Feeling Burned Over Broken Work From Home Promises, Corporate Culture BS. That's what we were dissecting with the face of the franchise a little bit earlier on today. Stop by phys.org, um, 
202105 Employees Broken Work From Home Corporate Culture. Uh, I did tweet that out. Feel free to follow me on Twitter as I've rebranded and have no followers. So I appreciate that. <laughs> um, uh, Tropical Storm Anna has become the first name system of 2021 oh, so in the Atlantic Ocean uh, as of right now. And Tropical Storm Anna is making its way through. Don't forget your business checklist from Hurricane Safety, hurricanesafety.org. Feel free to stop by there or Google uh, National Hurricane Survival Initiative, hurricanesafety.org business checklist. There's things for you to consider. Protect your property, protect important documents and information, keep a preparedness checklist, and uh, the telephone number for FEMA, should you desire. Their teleregistration hotline is 1-800-462-9029. And the Small Business Administration, their phone number is one 800 359 2227 and if you do have a life safety issue please call this new brand uh brand new number never been used before 911 911 yeah storm facts uh there are storms it's starting to fire up business checklist hurricanesafety.org check that out very important resource for everyone here now the last piece uh rick i'm going to turn over this last current event it's got the video and audio but really for the show today it's just the audio that's key over to you to talk about, please. Take it away. All right, here we go. Decades of public denial, the U.S. government is now acknowledging the existence of unidentified aerial phenomena, UAP, what we often call UFOs. The U.S. Senate has ordered now the Director of National Intelligence and the Secretary of Defense to deliver a report on the topic, and soon, by next month. Fox 13's Jordan Bowen checked in with a UFO researcher about what we could expect to see in this much-anticipated report. Since 2007, the U.S. government has been studying unidentified aerial phenomenon behind the scenes, collecting videos like these of possible UFO sightings. The Pentagon admits what's depicted in the videos captured by U.S. military is something they can't explain. When you see a video of something that can't be explained, it doesn't mean it's aliens. <laughs> it, it just means something's going on in the sky that we can't identify. We're going against the wind. The wind's 120 knots to the west. In 2015, the U.S. Navy captured this video on a targeting camera of a UAP off the coast of Jacksonville. So this thing, it's rotating. This video and others like it are now being studied by the UAP task force. Just last month, this video of three pyramid-shaped UFOs gathered by UAP was leaked to the public. According to the Pentagon, the video was captured by Navy officers aboard the USS Russell off the coast of California in 2019. The fact that this goes on some sort of hopes that this is really a giant pyramid spinning around in the sky, that, that's, that's pretty amazing. Bill Konkoleski with the Mutual UFO Network, a nonprofit organization dedicated to studying UFO sightings, has been researching the topic for decades. He says the upcoming report set to be turned over to the U.S. Senate next month is a major step forward for UFO research. U.S. Senator Marco Rubio, who's part of the Intelligence Committee, ordered the report telling 60 Minutes in an interview Sunday night on CBS the U.S. should take UFOs seriously. I want us to have a process to analyze the data until we get some answers. Maybe it has a very simple answer. Um, Maybe it doesn't. For Konkoleski, it's hard to say just how much we can learn come next month. They have a lot to release, and I think that it's going to be more like a drip feed out to the public than they're going to release everything at once. Oh, thank you. 
Reporting in Tampa, Jordan Bowen, Fox 13 News. Look, this is a HR podcast, and we keep bringing this one up. Uh, it, it intrigues and tickles the senses. We squeeze it in current events. It's, uh, you know, social and emotional well-being of the individual to learn things outside their their scope sometimes. I, I, I don't know why we talk about this stuff, but we talk about it, Rick. Why do we talk about it? Talk to me about it. It's you and I share the same enthusiasm when it comes to this topic. And um, I've got neighbors who I've had conversations with, and they're really excited about this as well. But the guy who was being interviewed here is 100% spot on, and I don't think people realize the impact in what he said. The report that's going to come out next month, which is in a couple of weeks, I don't think it's going to show, hey, there are aliens here. It's just going to show the government's acknowledgement of phenomena that we just can't explain. And I think a lot of people exp- expect the government to put a report that says, yeah, E.T. is in Congress, right? The predator works at FEMA and all these different things. So I don't think that's what's going to happen. It's just we're going to hear a lot of what we're hearing right now is the government acknowledging that there's things out there that cannot be explained with our current physics the way they are today. From SciTechDaily.com, a University of Central Florida research group uh, have begun building on their technology that could pave the way for a hypersonic flight, such as travel from New York to L.A. in under 30 minutes, going up to Mach 17. The system could allow for air travel speeds of Mach 6 to Mach 17, which is more than 4,600 to 13,000 miles per hour. The technology harnesses the power of an oblique detonation wave, which they formed using an angled ramp inside the reaction chamber to create a detonation-inducing shock wave for propulsion. Now, unlike rotating detonation waves that spin, oblique detonation waves are stationary and stabilized. So, um, on the... On the eve of uh, new announcements about UAPs and UFOs, we now have from the University of Central Florida in the Mechanical Engineering Popular Science section of SciTech Daily, new propulsion system to enable flying that speeds up to Mach 17. How much you want to bet all this at the end of the day is uh, just our own trash coming back at us, and now it's time just to... <laughs> Got to put it back out there. You know what I'm saying, man? I mean, you don't. You you bought a car when you were a kid. You remember your first car, right? What kind of car was that? It was an '84 Honda Civic. '84 Honda Civic. And after your first car, did you go carless and just walk the streets for a few years? Absolutely not. No, you didn't. You bought another car. Yeah, that's right. So you went from having a first car to having a second car. You didn't go from having a first car to just walking and going back and. I'll get a better car another day. No, it doesn't work that way. You know, you don't you don't lay the space shuttle to rest for multiple years with the thought of, ah, well, well, we'll get the rockets with the Elon. We'll do that. No, it's one thing leads to another. Who knows? Mach 17 is no joke, Rick. That is, it, it's I and, and I'm constantly following Dr. Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson on TikTok because his, his stuff, I believe, right? Listen. It, it, it you need you to stop following Neil deGrasse Tyson, and you Why? need to start following the University of Central Florida and their research teams for what they got cooking and going on. And Neil deGrasse, he's awesome. He's a very great guy. Don't get me wrong. I've even met him in person at a conference in Dallas. He's actually a very wow. kind human, too. Um, great conversationalist. My the point of my story is Florida's got more going for it now than you even realize, man, from the Space Coast to Orlando and everything in between. UCF. 
was uh, a D2 oriented type school at one point in time, not too long ago. And then they move up to, to be D1 status. Their football team's doing great. Their science and technology is doing even better. UCF's on the rise. I think their population base at UCF is like 250,000 students at that. If I'm not mistaken, I, I am mistaken. I'm exaggerating. I feel like I'm a TikToker right now. <laughs> I think it's either the first or the second largest public university in the nation. In the world. Uh, in, in the, the world. world. Yeah. You go. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. So but, um, current events wrap up right there. Uh, UAP disclosure is going to be coming out momentarily. Mach 17 coincidentally ow. being announced on the heels of the UAP announcement coming out momentarily. Uh, swing it over back over to the world of human resources. Big kudos going out to HRCI's CEO, Amy Dufresne. She has officially been recognized as one of the top 100 tech HR influencers of 2021 by HR Exec Mag. We celebrate all that made that list and the contributions to the industry. But ultimately, at the end of the day, Amy Dufresne is the ultimate rock star in that arena. I well, get her back on. well, she made the list, actually. Um, there there are some other amazing rock stars on this list, Ricky Baez. Uh, believe it or not, we've got Gene Achille, a founder and CEO chair of the Devon Group, Women in HR Tech Summit, and Spring Tech, uh, Spring HR Tech. You have Al Adamson, CEO and executive director of PAFAO and Insight 222. Insight 222. Dominic... Augustino, global HR leader and people culture, people global HR leader, people and culture with IBM Global Finance. Uh, Aaron Ain, CEO of UKG Ultimate Kronos Group. Gretchen Alarcon, Vice President and General Manager of HR Service Delivery. Cecile or Cecil Alper Larue, Vice President and Product of Innovation over at UKG. And then Jason Averbuck, co-founder and CEO of LeapGen. Meg Baer, SVP of Products, Engineering, and Operations, SAP Success Factors. Derek Belch, founder and CEO of Striver. Katerina Berg, CHRO, Strategy Operations, Global Workplace Services of Spotify. Josh Burson, Global Industry Analyst and Dean, Josh Burson Academy. Juan Luis Betancourt, CEO of Human Intelligence. You've got Steve Bose, co-founder and chair of H3HR Advisors Incorporated and of HR Technology Conference and Expo. Jean Bordeaux, Professor Emeritus in Management of Organization, Senior Research Scientist, Marshall School of Business at University of Southern California. Erica Broadwater, National President, Employer Attractiveness, and Talent Acquisition Leader of the National Association of African Americans in HR. Ben Brooks, Founder and CEO of Pilot Incorporated. Mimi Brooks, might be related, not sure, probably not. She's the CEO of Logical Design Solutions, and the list goes on and on. Yvette Cameron, so many more. And Amy Dufresne made that list. Ricky Baez, you are not on the list. Aww. I guess I didn't send in my thousand dollars to rest. Stop by HR Exec Mag for uh, all the names, the complete list, information, and more. We are not doing a Florida band segment today. Intern Dave never showed up. That will be a negative hit on the uh, performance report. 
And this is episode 300, one hour, 40 minutes later. Ricky Baez, final thoughts. Final thoughts, brother. I never thought we would be here talking about a 300th episode. I'm glad we are. And I'm, I'm just really thankful to all the listeners out there, the positive and negative feedback that we have gotten. I'm thankful for all the help that we have gotten through all these years because it has been years. Um, and it's been a heck of a ride. Again, I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be something worthwhile, but because of the listeners and, the, and because of everybody else out there who, who really believe in this show, they really believe in the, with the content that we're putting out there, and they've given us that feedback, that's why we're here talking about Hopefully, we get to talk about a 600th episode. So with that, I say thank you to the listeners and thank you to the support system. I really do. Final thoughts over on my end. Uh, a lot of people hate us and a lot of people don't like us. And a lot of people said that they could do better. And a lot of people tried. And a lot of people stopped doing better. And a lot of people went away. And then a lot of people stopped listening, continued to hate us. They chime in on tweets or things from time to time. But they stopped podcasting because they realized how much work it is. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that's kind of where I'm going with this one. Like, I knew that we could get here. I I know that we could go a lot further. I'm I'm actually 1,000% positive that this could be much larger than what it is. I'm just glad that you've come along with me this far. I kind of got scared for a bit that I would be doing this by myself. You know, um, I'm glad you stuck it out and we've got a lot more to do. It's not over and you can't quit now. That's the best part. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I can't. No, you can't. You're in. You're in. I, I know I can't. <laughs> no, you, like you literally cannot. Like contractually, you can't leave. I'm like, gonna pay for <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, yeah. um, Ultimately, at the end of the day, it's been a good journey so far. It's been good uh, providing consultations, helping other people get their startups going, providing advisements on, uh, you know, what what might be good for your audio or not good for your audio or what you're thinking about doing, you know, making that transition from packing and piecing things together from the analog space to this all new digital realm. You know, there's there's people that podcast with just one microphone and no mixers and they do great. They got good core content. But it just like splatters everywhere, you know. It's it's not it's not something that they're fading in and out, you know. There's no kitschy sound effects. It's just uh, it is what it is. We do stupid stuff here. We have fun. We do we do crazy things here. We talk about off the wall topics, and then we tie it back to HR in one way, shape, or form. One thing that this whole journey has given me is a greater appreciation and a f- greater understanding of uh who else is out there that thinks it sucks you know not just the podcast but like the industry you know it it went from a realm of disconnected people just ladder climbing and stepping on each other and you'll see that on twitter right now like just uh, hashtag hr and look at everyone just like destroying each other you know with with quick Quick wit and, and like millennial one-liners zing zing hey hey you know there's there's a lot to be learned from the generations of people that have been around doing it for a bit. And there's a lot to be learned from people that are coming in right now. We're reaching a apex of convergence of not just technology, 
but understanding and mindset and cultural evolution and adjustment and change in ways that you haven't seen in a long time. It's going to be interesting to see what pans out over these next five to 10 years, the way that business shapes, the way that minds adjust, the way that we live and and deal with our day-to-day and what's important to us. It's going to be interesting to see what comes next. And to your comment about thinking you would never get here, I knew you would. It was just a matter of dragging you along, bitch. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you so much. I think uh, I think your tune changed when we did the five-part miniseries on your life. I think that's when your tune changed. You're like, you know what? This is really good. You know what? No, it was before that. It was before that. Um, when? When did it, it? When did it click for you? And you said, "Hey, I'm not a bitch anymore. I love this." <laughs> no, for me to be honest, when I'm like, "Whoa, this is something," I want to say it was it. It was right at the beginning of the second year. It was at the beginning of the second year. We got some feedback. I forgot what it was. Somebody was really mad about something we said, and to me, I'm like, "We are on the right path." We are on the right path because if if we were crappy, nobody would bet an eye. Good, bad, or indifferent. But if 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 we touch that kind of a nerve, on I, I I think what we were talking about was culture, and no, it was the frozen middle. It was the frozen middle, and I and I saw that we touched the nerve. I'm like, ooh, wait a minute, I'm gonna keep going down that road. Not to keep digging in, but this these are the people that we're talking about. Yeah. They don't like that they're being outed the way we're doing it. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, uh-uh. We're, we're making some traction. I'm going to stick around. And that's exactly what happened. Me, that's what it was. That's what did it for me. Well, it's been a fun ride so far, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to yet a, another amazing episode, the 300th episode of HR Talk. You had the face of the franchise. You had me and Ricky for a little bit. You had your current events. You did not have your Florida man Intern Dave blew everything off. He ran up. Are you guys even doing the uh, Facebook Live anymore? Or did he bail on that too? No, he didn't bail on. It. Oh no, last man! Week, no, 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 no. Last week it was me. So it looks like he's bailed on everything. That's kind of sad. It's okay. Uh, I may have muted Ricky's mic. It's fine. Look, on behalf of uh, Intern Dave that never showed up today, Spiritual Advisor Rob, the face of the franchise, Senior Executive Lucy, who never comes on. Uh, but she has been an instrumental part of getting us to this point. Uh, big kudos going out to Wendy Sellers, Jordan George. Uh, we've had some other co-hosts along the span of time. Sweet Baby Jay as well. Um, there's been people that have stepped in and stepped up and stepped out. And uh, they've stepped away and they don't listen anymore. And that's fine. <laughs> it's good. You know, big thank you going out to uh, Sherm and HRCI and uh, some of the other private sector individuals out there that are doing amazing things in the workspaces and 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 the legal entities you know there's a lot of lawyers that listen and stay in touch and and provide their advisement and feedback just kudos to all of you and uh for the other hr podcasts out there screw off um we we uh we will continue this battle you know it is like uh it's like the revenge of the sith that's that's all there is at the end of the day i mean there's a Either you're embracing the force or you're embracing the dark side. Am I wrong, Rick? You are hundred percent right. I love that analogy. Right. Well, what do you what? Do you, how do you feel about it, the other HR podcasts that are out there? Um, you know what? I like them. We're different. 
I like what they do. I like what they put out there. Continue doing what you're doing because it keeps us on that different table. I love it. Yeah, it makes us look better because you suck so bad. See, I'm I'm ah. throwing I'm throwing blows right now. If you, if you, yeah. if you grew up watching wrestling, brother, I'm going to tell you something right now. This is how it starts. And heading into the 300s, we're starting a war with every HR podcast out there. Come on. Come on the show. Come at us. We're Longest ready for you. outro ever. <laughs> Longest outro ever. Seriously, I'm talking like a podcast wars type thing. Like, we're going to be in the back alley. We'll be, we'll be like the cool ones, you know, the Vince Vaughns. They'll be like the PBS ones with the corduroy jackets. Yes. And, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're all ready to, like, battle at the, at the Sherm Conference. So good. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, drive safe. Have a good night. I'm going to go make me some potatoes and steak.